It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome back to Daily Thunder Down Under with Ben Price, and it's so good to be joining you again, and thank you so much for being a part of this series called Laughing in the face of adversity. And so if you know me, uh, well, you may know me, but you may know uh, from some of the episodes I've done, I like to laugh and I like to make people laugh. And so laughing is this wonderful thing that God has given us. And it's just one of my uh, favorite things to do. But to laugh in the face of adversity, it's just the most counterintuitive thing that we can imagine. So here I am bringing you this, and I hope we can do it, not just because we're trying so hard. I'm going to really try because I know we should, um, and I know that's something that I'd love to be able to do, but it's actually the heavenly laugh that we want, and that's what we've kind of been looking at in all of these episodes. So the first episode, if you think way back then, it was called a merry heart or a joyful heart, and, and that it's almost like laughter in itself because they say laughter is the best medicine. Which I don't really agree. If you're, you know, dying, medicine would be the best medicine. But uh, yes, laughter is medicinal. In fact, it says yes, a merry heart. A merry heart is, uh, it's actually like medicine. Or, but broken spirit dries the bones, as Proverbs tells us. And so, next episode I looked at, which was called "Oh, it's only you." Um, an expression that we'd like to use if, if we're thinking what's happened and we see, oh, it's the cat. Oh, it's only you. It's no big deal. The idea that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we see that God is so much greater. We can say to any adversity, oh, it's only you. Who cares? Uh, then I looked at, I can't help it. So sometimes we go through these situations rather than bypassing them and we we know we've got to get through without fear that his strength is perfect in our weakness, but we just go, I know I'm not meant to fear. Bible says 366 times, apparently do not fear. So every day of the year, do not fear. And yet I go, I can't help it though. And you're right, you can't help it, but thank God he can and God does help it. So praise God. So last week I talked about dancing around the lemon tree. And so you, you might have gone out and danced around the lemon tree. Uh, I mean, not just for the sake of it. That was a celebration. That was a moment of uh, rejoicing. And, and there was a story that my sister was able to rejoice finishing her high school forever. And the euphoria, the, the joy, the celebration, uh, even the laughter that spilled out of that was, was this joyful rejoice moment. But Paul tells us, even... No matter what we go through, he says rejoice, uh, and he says always. But he doesn't just say rejoice always. He says those three key words, rejoice in the Lord. Because it's in the Lord, it's in Christ. Of course, we can rejoice always. And so it really ties in well with uh, today's episode called She'll Be Right. She'll Be Right. So it has nothing to do with my wife or saying she's right or talking about a particular woman. Uh, no, not so much at all. Uh, it's it's an Aussie expression. So typically it's it's like we say no worries. It's a very laid back, yeah, no worries. That's an Aussie thing. Americans tend to say, you know, when you say thank you, uh, you're welcome. Or no problem, no problem. Aussies will say no worries or no worries, mate, typically. 
And the idea of uh, saying this expression, she'll be right, or she'll be right, mate, is when it could be something of an adversity situation that could be minor or it could be major. Uh, either one, or either one, doesn't really matter. Uh, we can say that expression, yeah, ah, she'll be right. If, if you've got a wheelbarrow filled with bricks and you, you're going to be okay with that, yeah, no worries, she'll be right. Or someone's fixing the car and they're going, oh, I don't know, if, is, is that going to be okay? Yeah, she'll be right. And even though it might be a difficult situation, something minor, or even, you know, when you think of soldiers going into war, going into the most incredible adversity, they could still say that expression, yeah, no worries, nah, she'll be right, she'll be right, mate. And this, you know, pronoun of she, it, it's it's applied to the, the situation, uh, it's always been like that. You know, it's like people talk about their cars. Ah, she's a beauty. Uh, she'll be right, mate. And so that's what I want to have is that expression as we go through the adversity, which we are going through right now. It's this uh, shared experience that the whole world's going through. I don't know what to call it, but just the craziness of the last few years and whatever may come, we can say, yeah, she'll be right. But, you know, I want to not just be able to say it in the way that we would normally say it, I want to be able to give it something more depth. And I think maybe the expression originated, and I don't know, but from the soldiers, and in particular the Anzac soldiers. And so you might recall last year, Eric Ludy did a sermon series on uh, Daily Thunder called uh, Spiritual Spiritual Lessons from World War One, And he looked at a lot of uh, the study of World War One, but not just for the sake of war. Uh, see, I, I listen to Eric, so his voice is in my head. Um, there was a particular episode I had a great affinity with, all about the Anzacs. And who, who are the Anzacs? There's the Aussie and the New Zealand soldiers. And and I, I think they would have had that, that you know, going off to war, but still having that attitude of, ah, she'll be right, mate. No worries. It's all good, in other words. And how do you say that when you're going off to war? I mean, they're putting on a brave face, but it's just something uh, quite amazing. It's a great thing about our culture that I love, uh, although I, I see that that is, is fading worldwide. We're, we're not as strong as we once were. Uh, we, we seem to be a lot more uh, soft in a lot of things, and yet maybe there's a lot more hardships that we're just not used to dealing with. Uh, so Australian troops in about 1914 sent off to Egypt um, with the Ottoman Empire, Turkey posing this threat against uh, Britain. And uh, so they went off to the Middle East uh, and, and went off to uh, Gallipoli, which is part of Turkey. And so these Australian troops and uh, New Zealand troops, I think with um, Britain and France as the allies, all went off to fight uh and, and there was this almost kamikaze uh, battle uh, where it was just inevitably they were going to die. And, and, and so many casualties, um, it, it seemed such a waste uh, of life because it was just this battle that was inevitably they were going to lose. But yet it just showed the um, incredible heroism and the Aussie and uh, New Zealand troops are so honoured in that. Um, so here's something I found about... Uh, someone talking about these Aussie troops that said, um, in spite of the dirty and in some cases uh, ragged uniform covering tired bodies, the men were cheerful. So in spite of the, the, the situation of war, world war, 
the men were cheerful and laughed at their plight. Can you believe that? Uh, some jokingly saying, ah, if only my girl could see me now. Might not be hilarious, but it's just that that attitude of, yeah, we're here having a good time. In the early hours of the morning, it says, I uh, heard the officers going amongst the men saying, stick it to the lads, don't go to sleep. And the cheerful reply would come, no, sir, we won't go to sleep. And my heart swelled with admiration. I thought I was justified in being an Australian. Give me the Australians as comrades and I will go anywhere duty calls. So uh, it, it's a great thing us uh, Aussie soldiers had this uh, reputation to be able to laugh when they're going off to war. Uh, doesn't seem that, it seems kind of weird, doesn't it? We might think, what's wrong with us? Uh, did they actually know what they were getting into? Um, absolutely, they would have known what they were going into, but they went in with this great attitude. But yet I, I think inside, you know, because it's an outward expression, internally um, there would have been a great deal of fear, perhaps. There would have been um, the unknown factor of just this, adversity we're encountering and this is just um, not a good thing at all and so but I do believe that we can encounter that kind of adversity and have a genuine rejoice moment where we're not just saying it outwardly but inwardly something is happening that's just it's not of ourselves it's a rejoice in the Lord so I want to look at Proverbs and um, Proverbs 31 all right, yes, I'm going there because I know it's typically a women's chapter, but uh, this is uh, written by Solomon, who was a man. And uh, women love this chapter, and I can understand why. It's just describing the most godly, incredible woman. And, and it's really a, a picture of this is the criteria of a woman who is is a follower of Christ. This is the woman that um, every woman would aspire to be. This is the textbook uh, godly lady. And I have a wife, and so I, I see a lot of this in my wife, and I pray this for my wife, and I, I I pray that she'll remain in that being a Proverbs 31 woman. And, you know, I, I honor her in that. And I have two daughters that I see uh, growing into this godly woman of Proverbs 31, and I pray that for them. And so, so for me, as a guy... Uh, I have a great deal of interest in this to pray that for my daughters and for my wife and even for my son that his future wife will be a Proverbs 31 lady. And so, you know, all the women in our life we can pray this for. So it's it's a very pertinent verse uh, that we can say, this is great. So when I say verse, I mean chapter, uh, Proverbs 31. But I'm looking at a verse here, Proverbs 31, 25, and it says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the days to come or rejoice at the days to come. So you get, well, that is a woman of honor, and that's a woman that, yeah, I'd love, uh, you, you may say, and that's a woman that I could say, yeah, I have that as as a married man. And so it's, it's a wonderful verse on that level of, of our uh, women in our life. But it's also, think about this, we're the, the body of Christ, the church, uh, also known as the Bride of Christ. And so I want to look at it from that perspective that Christ is the groom and he's coming soon. He's gone now to prepare a place for us, but he will be coming soon. We don't know the day or the hour. We we have to be ready uh, like the, the virgins would be ready with oil in their lamp. We've got to be ready for that groom, Jesus, coming soon for us 
known as the bride of Christ. And so we are that uh, bride that it refers to in that. So if you think about, uh, let, let me change the words, not to change the, the words as such, but just so you get this, strength and honor are the church's clothing. And the church can laugh at the days to come. Maybe you put your own name in there. I, I could stick my name there and say strength and honor are my clothing and I, Ben, can laugh at the days to come. And you could say the same about yourself because we are part of that bride, the, which is she can laugh at the days to come. And I always find that fascinating to be able to say laugh at the days to come because a lot of adversity that we've talked about tends to be in the present of what we're experiencing, what we're going through. It can be in the past as well, um, and that can affect us still. Even if, even if we've come out of it, it can still um, have a huge impact on us in a negative way. But uh, to be going through something that's about to happen in the future, um, the days to come, to laugh at that, it just seems really, really weird to be able to do that because we we can see the trajectory of the way that the world is going right now. We've seen the last few years. We know, yeah, it doesn't seem like things are about to get better. And when you hear about the future, and especially when, you know, people study the the last days, the end times, or they study and they know that the love of many will grow cold. They know that um, there'll be a falling away because people have uh, itching ears. They want to hear um, the, the good messages that that they want to hear, that it's going to say encouraging things about them. Um, and, and that happened with the Old Testament prophets as well. They didn't want to hear the the genuine prophets from God because it was too hard to hear. And so we we see that in today's world, that they don't want to hear the, the difficult things. But there's a lot of things that we can see and we know even sometimes the news can match up what's happening in the world and we can see this stuff is stuff that we know is going to happen. And with that comes or can come a great deal of fear. And so most Christians know the seriousness of a lot of these things and the gravity of a lot of these things. And laughter is not a natural response. And yet here, it it, it seems to be, doesn't it? It seems to be that the bride of Christ can laugh at the days to come. You could say, well, that was written back a few thousand years ago, and Solomon had peace in his time. But this, I believe, is the word of God that we can apply to our lives today. And yes, even though we know that the days to come probably will get worse, <laughs> we can still laugh at a time to come and, and have that heavenly moment of that attitude of saying, yeah, she'll be right. And, and by she, it's this bride of Christ We'll be right. And and there's a reason why we can laugh because it's it's not that we're clothed in our own clothing. It says strength and honor are her clothing. And so we, we understand it's not our honor, it's not our strength, it's his honor, his strength that we've been given. And as as Ephesians six, uh ten to eleven says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. In the Lord. There's those three words again. In the Lord and in the power of his might. And then it talks about put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So it's not your might. It's not your strength. It's his strength, his might that you are clothed in. 
And so because you're clothed in his strength and his might, hey, those things in the future, it doesn't matter. You can make them 10 times worse than what they may even appear to be. It doesn't matter because we can still laugh at the days to come. It's because we're in his might. And um, look, I don't watch a lot of um, superhero movies. Um, I, I used to watch a lot of uh, Superman movies. I used to like uh, Lego Batman. That was probably my favorite. But um, <laughs> uh, I did see Iron Man. And, and not that I really want to endorse those films at all. I think they should do a Christian version. I think they should do Iron Sharpens Iron Man. That would be... I'd, I'd watch that for sure. But I, I do remember that, you know, um, if, if you think about a battle and there's bullets, there's bombs going off, um, walking through that seems ridiculous and it seems uh, probably stupid. But he goes out and he's walking in this iron suit. And so it's still there. It's still the adversity, but he's clothed in that suit. And well, how much better, how much more is the clothing and the honor that we have from God that he's given us to protect us uh, from the wiles of the devil, that we can stand against the wiles and the schemes of the devil. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel pain. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get knocked around, but we are standing in his might. And that is why that we can laugh at the days to come or what's the thing we're going through right now. And so I, I want to encourage you with that, that we can put on that armor of God to say, hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, I can laugh. I can say she'll be right. And the, those news items that would normally terrify us, um, because we stand in Christ, it, it doesn't have to. I, I love Psalm 112, uh, verse 7. Uh, now it talks about he, but but this is really... Um, I guess you could say this is this is a model of who Christ is, and because we're in Christ, it says He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. When when we fear, our heart tends to um, panic and worry. But if our heart is steadfast because we trust in the Lord, uh, when bad news, evil news comes, uh, rather than going, oh no, oh no, we, we start to fret and forebode and think about the future um, and even as believers and we can get worried as our natural default position um, let's let's be in Christ and realize no I won't be afraid I might hear these things I'm not going to you know just bury my head in the sand and say no don't tell me I don't want to hear I just want to hear good news hey I don't go out of my way to hear bad news if I'm going to hear something no matter what it is I don't want to be afraid. It's not just I don't want to be afraid. I will not be afraid because I'm standing in the strength of his might. And because of that, and I'm clothed in the strength of his might, we as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, can laugh at the days to come. And uh, even Christ, I would say, endured probably the the biggest adversity that I haven't really mentioned much in this series because we know that he endured the cross and it's not just the pain of the the cross itself it's not just the pain of the crown of thorns and the nails going into his hands and feet which of course we know is painful or the whip tearing shreds off his back and the the sleeplessness um from the night before and the 
the beating and the um, the mocking and all of that and the, the the nakedness and the shaming of him on the cross. It's not just the physical aspect of it, but to endure the the cup of wrath, bearing the sin of the entire world upon him. Uh, I, I can't fathom the gravity of that. And it says in Hebrews 12 to looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There's that joy. Um, there's that almost laughing at the days to come. Now, he didn't go off to the cross laughing as we might imagine, but there was a joy before him because, well, he knew that he was purchasing us. He knew that this was part of God's plan. He knew that we were being redeemed. And it says, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The, the job was finished. He purchased us. The debt was paid. And so, I mean, what a joy for him to do that, to endure all of that with joy. And uh, likewise, we go through difficulty. We know that it's creating, um, we, we see it as joy. We count it as joy. Uh, but we know that it's producing in us uh, a steadfastness, a faith, and uh, we're able to be made complete and we're able to be lacking in nothing, as James says in chapter 1, verse 2. And I you know, slightly paraphrase that, of course, but uh, we can, guys. We can laugh at now what we're going through, and no matter how bad things are, when, whenever we hear bad news and evil tidings, uh, from now on, we can actually just count that all joy and rejoice and laugh. And I don't mean in your natural laugh. I mean in the Lord. You've got to be in Christ to be able to do this. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. It's going to be miserable. Um, start with the small things. There's something we can do practically is just the little things that you go through right now. The little adversity. Uh, start having the she'll be right, mate, attitude. Right where we can just go, I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Um, I'm laughing at the time to come, and and that might be something that you know you've got to do an exam. You're at university, or you've got to meet a person that you know is difficult. People can be difficult, right? Maybe say to yourself, God, give me the strength just to be up, not laugh at the person in their face, but just get God. I can do this and laugh about it. Have that joy of the Lord. Maybe. For some of us, uh, practically, one of the things we can do is to repent and say, God, I haven't been doing this because I can't help it. Remember, I said I can't help it in a couple of episodes before. Uh, you, you can't, but God can. And so say, Lord, forgive me if I've not had that heavenly laugh, if I've not had that joy in these difficult situations. So see that you know, you'll know you go through these little things because when you come to the big things, you're going to be prepared for it. If you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with, with a lot. Um, it's a principle of, of the scriptures and, and God will prepare you for it. So no matter what's to come, don't be afraid of evil tidings. Laugh at the days to come. Uh, stand in the power of his might. And wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could see this church at a time like this wouldn't it be just fantastic if we could see that we are that bride who literally laughs not just go oh isn't that a great verse and i've highlighted it and it's just you know something that i oh i think about but it's just this dream it's 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 so far off uh but it is possible 
wouldn't it be great if we could see that in our lives, in our churches, uh, with the believers around us very soon, that whatever's to come, we can just be like, I am so filled with joy. I am laughing at these days to come. And I can say with an attitude, she'll be right. She'll be right, mate. God bless you guys. And thanks for listening. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.